Hello, everybody, and welcome to What If, where we discuss what stories about the future say about the present. So what do these stories say about the present? Well, dystopian stories often portray what would happen if something continued, whether it be a continuation of making nuclear weapons or the aftermath of pollution. So these stories show any part of the present world that need to be addressed. All right. Going to our first story, The Nuclear Tourist, is about a man named George Donson touring Chernobyl and showing the aftermath of a human attempt to control something much too powerful to control. The story shows that humans are drawn to disaster. You can see this when Johnson says more than half a century later of Adam, once the emblem of progress and the triumph of technology has been witching death's head associated in people's mind with destruction and a cold war fear. Johnson shows what happens when humanity continues to do something they shouldn't. This is also shown in the story, There Will Come Soft Rains, where a house is left vacant after a nuclear bomb went off. Technology still exists in this house and is eerily still serving people that aren't there. Shows how the world could turn out if we continue to rely on technology. Some evidence of this would be when Ra- Ray Bradbury writes, The entire west face of the house was black, save for five places. Here, the silhouette and paint of a man mowing a lawn. Here is in a photograph, a woman bent to pick flowers. Still farther over, their images burned on wood in one titanic instant. A small boy, hands flung in the air, higher up, the image of a thrown ball, and opposite him, a girl, hands raised to catch a ball, which never came down. It shows how the world could turn out if we continue to rely on ever-advancing technology. Just a whole world of painted spots on the charred grass, where humanity once stood, but now is ash. On to the next book, Fahrenheit 451 is a book about a man named Guy Montag that begins to question how the world would be if books weren't banned in a conflict between freedom of thought and censorship, where entertainment and distractions fill society's lives. The author, Ray Bradbury, shows this when he writes, Granger nodded. They're faking. You threw them off at the river. They can't admit it. They know they can hold their audience only so long. The show's got to have a snap ending. Quick. If they started searching the whole... Deep river, it might take all night, so they're sniffing for a scapegoat to end things with a bang. To put differently, they'd rather kill an innocent man than lose the audience and make them ask questions they don't want them to ask. This shows how humanity may end up being if everyone in the world becomes so sensitive to bad things that they can't even read books or ask questions. This view that all things make you feel emotional are bad can also be seen in the book Delirium. Delirium is about a girl who must conform to... And you must have a surgery to the part of your brain that lives in order to keep love from happening once you become an adult. Lauren Oliver shows us in the everyday life of people in this society when she says, Recently, I've been starting to have dreams about my wedding. I'm holding hands with someone, but whenever I turn to to look at him, his face blurs. Like a camera losing focus, and I can't make out any features. But his hands are cool and dry, and in my chest. And in my dream, I know it'll be out of the same rhythm until I'm dead. I think it shows the same thing that Fahrenheit 451 shows, that censorship is perceived as a good thing. It is obviously showing a current problem in the world, and these may be some of the effects of censorship. Definitely. The book or movie, Divergent, also shows this a little. It's about a girl named Beatrice who wants to fit into a society, but is a part of a rare gene hood where she cannot be controlled by the government, making her a threat. You can see this during Beatrice's aptitude test when Veronica Roth writes, She looks over her shoulder like she expects someone to appear behind her. They are called Divergent. She says the last word so quietly that I almost don't hear it, and her tense, worried look returns. She walks around the side of the chair and leans in close to me. Beatrice, she says, under no circumstances should you share that information with anyone. This is very important. 
I think it shows how even the person administering the test is afraid for Beatrice because she will pro- possibly be killed because the government can't control her using mind control. And that is the end of our podcast, What If? Where we learned that dystopia, dystopias show what is wrong with the present and what may happen if things continue.